If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Double Your Sales Now. Today, Tim Bickett and I will be discussing Be the Light cultivating intentional gratitude to inspire others and build your business. It's the perfect time of year to have this conversation. So I just want to say, Tim, welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Thank you. It's, it's a, a real honor to be here. And I'm excited about our conversation today. It's, it's good. I'm excited too. And I couldn't wait to have you on our show. And it's funny. We had the same thought at the same time because it was, it was going to be time for you, your turn. Like we wanted to have you here and you're like, Ursula, this is what I want to talk about. And I think right now in the world, there hasn't been a more important time to talk about how we can still cultivate gratitude, which, you know, for all of our listeners all over the world, my heart goes out to you. If you're struggling in some way, shape or form right now, and if there's anything we can do on our show, and Tim's going to be talking about that at the end as well, if there's any, anything we can do for you, please let us know. You can always email us at contact at salescoachnow.com because we want you to know that this community cares about you. You're part of an extended community and what you do matters and what your business is doing matters. And we also, you know, we really want this show to be a beacon of light during the pandemic that businesses are still growing. There are many success stories out there and to check in and notice like which narrative are you listening to? I mean, I've had to turn off all the news and internet news. I don't even, I can't, I don't even look because it pollutes my mind right now, right? I am staying focused here with our community of clients and colleagues like Tim and others that you've met on the show who are lifting others up. So I hope you're lifted up today. I have a good feeling that you will be. Definitely grab a pen and paper and get ready. Before we completely dive in though, just a couple of notes. If you haven't come to play with us at Sales Camp yet, we have virtual Sales Camp. We are now global because of Zoom. Thank you, Zoom, by the way. And we would love for you to come and spend two days with us and work on your sales on how to get to that next level. We want to support you. We have some Black Friday sales coming up. We have Cyber Monday sales coming up. Definitely email us at contact at salescoachnow.com and we'll let you know of any special opportunities for you to join us. And super excited about the 2X Intensive that we launched Two months ago now, we just ran um, our third, we're in our third month, we ran our third um, class just this last week. And 
I just want to share with you the, the excitement of seeing clients who are creating multi six and seven figure business dreams for 2021. One of our clients that was in there this week, she's going to break through seven figures for the first time in 2021 when the pandemic will still be happening. She's going to make that happen. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of breakthroughs that happened. And when we come together as a community, that's when you can see things, see other people shifting so that you can as well. If you're interested in joining us, our next one's coming up in January and you can go to salescoachnow.com forward slash apply. So for two days where we're going to work on 2Xing, 3Xing or 4Xing, whatever it is for you, your revenue and shaving 10 or more hours off your work week. One of our clients shaved 68 hours off her month to work on the needle movers in her business. At a minimum, we'll get 10 hours of work off your schedule every week and teach you how to scale your business. So anyway, come and play with us. We'd love to have you. And we're just hearing remarkable things from our clients about that class. Finally, one more thing. My team's like, remember to say this. Sometimes I need these reminders on my sheet. If you haven't left us a review yet, go to iTunes, find the Double Your Sales Now show and leave us a review there. It helps other people learn about the show and decide if it's going to be a fit for them or not. So we definitely ask you to do that. And then go back, come back to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. And we have a special gift for you for taking the time to do that. All right. Without further ado, I'm super excited to tell you about Tim. Tim Bickett is incredibly passionate and caring about what he does. His passion for agriculture started by working for a neighbor's farm at 15, which led to a degree in animal science and has taken Tim internationally through work and study. Today, he serves his farmer clients across the U.S. by helping them define, then mitigate weather and market risk to their family farm operations. And I know this year has been, we know what happened in Iowa. We know what happened for so many farmers. It's been a, a rough year for a lot of them. And I know, Tim, you've been supporting many of them through this. And of course, farming, I grew up on a farm. Some of you may not know this in other countries, but I grew up on a family farm in a family farming community. And I learned a lot about work ethic and you know, what it really means to, to grow a business because farms are businesses and what it really takes when you work 24 seven, it doesn't stop. Farmers don't take days off. So let's all send some gratitude and appreciation out to farmers across the world who provide food for us and ensure that we can live the great lives that we live. So Tim, I'm going to give you the floor and I would love it if you would open up with your story. Just what, like what led you to launching your business and also, did you have any limiting beliefs in the beginning about sales or selling? Take us a little bit on that journey. Well, thanks, Ursula. They, it all starts, I'm the sixth of nine kids from a big family, grew up in South Dakota. And when I was 11, my mom told me, myself and my older brother that, you know, boys, I'm going to put clothes on your backs. But if you want this fashion stuff, you're going to have to earn it yourself. Well, fashion at that time was Levi 501s and a pair of Converse All-Stars, right? And... And so we did, and we, we picked rocks, painted fences, pulled weeds, whatever odd jobs we could do for our neighbors. And the summer I turned 15, my, I went to my neighbor, my cousin, and said, hey, if you know anybody needs any full-time help, I'm looking. And the next morning, my neighbor drives in the yard, and uh, I worked for him for 15 years, and we became partners. And, and so that's really where it is. I just loved it. And, and that's what led to my career in agriculture. It started, you know, when I graduated college, I had um, had bought my grandpa's quarter. I was farming and that's where I started. And, but working with that neighbor, um, about the, 
we've been partners for about 10 years. His son was ready to come back into the operation. And I had an opportunity to put my education to use in a different fashion. And so that I, I started doing sales and consulting and, uh, with no formal training, Zig Ziglar was my, my first book I read about that and went out and focused on serving uh, on, on livestock producers and continued today um, by implementing risk management strategies. And so, and so how did that lead to launching my business, right? My personal business is, you know, one of my current partners um, came to an open house that we had showcasing the cattle buildings we were, we were building at the time and we just made a connection. And over time, over that connection, I kept harassing him. I said, you guys have a fantastic, you know, grain risk management model that I know my customers could really use. You should open a branch office in Minnesota. I believed as much, you know, I said, you know, and I, but I didn't quite say, well, I help you build a branch office, but I said, you need to do this. And over the course of four or five years in our continued interaction, I kept saying that you need to open a branch office in Minnesota. And in 2018, he says, well, we'll open a branch office whenever you're ready. And kind of put the ball back in my court. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yes, I am. We, we, we see that we see the, the type of individual in you that we want in our company. And so in 2019, I opened my own branch office here in Minnesota doing uh, grain risk management and uh, went out 100% on my own in March of 2020. <laughs> Not at all. So, yeah. so take me back, Zig Ziglar. I mean, I saw him in person years ago, made like such a great orator. I mean, one of the best I've ever seen on stage. I love his books. Did you have any limiting beliefs in the beginning? Like go back to the sales career starting. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, had a young family um, and had never been in charge of a territory, had never built a territory. And I figured in my, well, my, uh, my lead, uh, my boss, if you will, told me at the time, well, don't worry about cold calls, Tim. If, if you drive into their yard, they might shoot you, but they're probably not going to eat you. So we'll have something to bury. So, you know, that was like, go get them tiger, you know? But, um, and so I just thought you know, the, one of those things that I, I just, uh, I heard some Zig Ziglar back through some, uh, marketing things my sister had done. And I'm like, you know what? I like this guy. I'm going to, I got his book, Zig Ziglar on selling. And, you know, probably the thing that took me through that the most was the fact that everybody likes to buy, but nobody likes to be sold, you know, and that, that was kind of an overarching piece of a consulting piece of it that I can build that relationship and the sales will happen and really kind of take, took me to an assumptive sales process that, and, but even in that start, it, it, there, and it's carried over into the starting this business this year, is that I maybe didn't feel good enough, right? Mm -hmm. That I had the skills, that I was smart enough in, to consult with another farmer, right? And that's probably the thing that my limiting belief that I've had to get over is that, no, I am. I am. I, I have the the background, the expertise, the education, and I'm not afraid to say, I don't know. And that's probably a big part of it is like, you know what, let's go find the answer together. And it's kind of funny in that because when I started, I was doing just nutritional animal health consulting. And one of my customers says, I want to build a building. What should I build? And I said, I don't know. Let's go find out. 
in that process of learning about what was available and the best product on the market for my customer led to the next 15 years of opportunity for me in my career. Right. And so that's part of it. Of That to me is an important piece of being humble enough to say, I don't know. And, but let's go find out. So, yeah. Okay. I have to unpack so much good stuff. So for our listeners who are taking notes, if you're driving and listening, or if you're on the treadmill, which I hear from many of you, you're on the treadmill, that's fine. Like you're going to remember this. If you're taking notes, here's some notes that I want you to remember because Tim has just unloaded. I mean, think about it. We're hearing from someone who is a professional salesperson, right? And as professional salespeople, we don't get enough credit, but we're out there, we're out there growing businesses and creating revenue for the world, which then has a domino effect out. I'll get off that. Anyway, Everybody likes to buy, nobody likes to be sold. If you've never read Zig Ziglar, he's one of the he's one of the first amazing sales trainers out in the world who had so much wisdom to share. He's one of the first, one of the best. We all kind of followed a lot of the things he shared and, and you know, him and Jim Brown, Brian Tracy. But again, everybody likes to buy, nobody likes to be sold. And that that's so powerful because what Tim mentioned is having that consultative approach. And really coaching someone through a buying process so that they can make an educated decision. Yes. So powerful, Tim. You also said um, so many good things. Oh yeah, I want to. So to say, I don't know. So, so I don't know that there's there's very few people who I've had on my show who don't haven't had imposter syndrome at one time, including me. Right, that thing of like, right. am, am I enough? Do I know enough? Do I need to add fifty more credentials or certifications or fill in the blank? Right. And so everyone who's listening, I know you can relate to that at some level. But what's powerful about what Tim said, in addition to that, is it's okay to say I don't know. It's okay. In fact, your prospect will have more respect for you in most cases when you say you don't know. I'm going to find out. Most of them don't want you to be more educated than they are in their area of specialty, right? They don't expect that, but they do expect that you can solve their problem, that you'll help them figure it out. So brilliant. So, so that you've launched the business, you business launching during a pandemic. Let's talk about that because I feel like there's people all over the world right now who, who wish they could launch their own business, have a lot of fear around it. We're still in this interesting time. And yet we have all these other stories saying the opposite of like, this could be the best time. So talk about like what happened. You launch your business, you go, what? Well, and, and it's, I can't say that it was, you know, there was a lot of planning that went into it. Okay. It was sure. a process that didn't start in, you know, February of 2020. We, I've been laying the groundwork for this uh, new business for almost two years. Now I had set, you know, first quarter of 2020 as my target date for the, you know, I'm going to be a hundred percent independent contractor, not be employed by anybody. Uh, and that was my time frame. And it just happened to coincide with the, the real heaviness of the, the pandemic. And so that's the first part. And, and the second part of it was, you know, when I made that final, you know, cause the, the company that was leaving uh, from an employee standpoint, it's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. And so that was kind of the, that was the moment. It's like, yeah. even in the midst of everything that was coming around me, I had a plan, had a great coach <laughs> who I'm talking to today that helped <laughs> with that process and give me that confidence to just go put this plan in action, you know? And it's not, you know, how you grew up sports, I was a wrestler, right? And, um, the my coach you know, it was kind of like the the, the is it, it's it's okay to give up points just don't give up the last point right 
meaning mm-hmm. that you can get knocked down again and again and again. You just got to get back up. Okay. That's the, in my mind, definition of, you know, failure, so to speak, is not that you ever lose something. It's that you just quit trying to get back up. And, and so that, that give me the confidence that, you know what, and my family's healthy, all these things, uh, if, if, if this business piece doesn't work out, it's, I'm still going to be here, right? I'll have opportunity. I've got other avenues to go, but this is where I want to be. This is where I choose to be. I'm going to be, go this direction. And, and we did it. And so that part of it, uh, uh, you know, the big part of it was also uh, previously for the past 10 years, I traveled there. I was out over a hundred nights a year. And two years ago, we started transitioning to travel less. And so that also coincided with, no, you can't travel anymore. And so having our, our sales process to be less, have to be face-to-face. And uh, our marketing materials where we did some video virtual, uh, use the drone to fly through our cattle buildings and show how it looked on the farm. It's just amazing stuff that um, has really people have been drawn to even before we were trying to transition to travel less. And then reaching out to some existing customers to say, hey, if I had somebody that wanted to tour a facility like you built, would you be willing to show them? And they're like, sure, and compensate them for their time. And so all those things we'd been laying the groundwork so that transition when it happened um, was easier. Yeah. Yeah. And so many, and we hear that from so many people, like as, as many challenges as there, as there have been during the pandemic, there's been an equal amount or even more silver linings or innovation that has happened yeah. and things that we're never going to go back to and flexibility that we have now. And, and now we're prepared. We're, I mean, many states, countries are in lockdown again, or various forms of that, but we're still doing business. I mean, I think it's the, a testament to the human spirit that we figure it out, right? We will figure it out. We'll rise back up. And, mm-hmm. and, and we have so many other resources and things, right? Like we're, like you said, you have the family and other resources and just the knowing, the confidence that you could do something else if you needed to. What I'm curious about is if, if you could go back and talk to Tim in March, just as the pandemic was hitting, I think this is important for people to hear. What advice or what would you say to Tim? What would you say to yourself? Um, I, 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 and this is probably... Um, I would say to Tim, don't be as fearful. Okay. It was a big step going from having a paycheck to a hundred percent having to close that sale to put food on your family's table. Okay. That was, if I could go back and and talk to, to February, Tim, it would be, you got this, man. This, this is the right place for you at the right time. You know, it go crush it. Yeah. And, and skip that five nights where I didn't sleep very well and was really uh, worried about it. But at the same time, I'm still going to have that, right? But I'm going to have that that coach, another coach in my ear saying, "Got it, go get it, go make it happen. You got this. You are good, right?" And that would just made those five nights easier. Yeah. Not that they weren't going to happen because I think they need to happen, right? If you're making that type of decision, you need that level of discernment. You need that confidence when you finally make that decision. It's like, I have thought this through. 
I am confident in my research that this is where I need to be. And, yeah. you know, probably quite honestly, one of probably the toughest pivot points for me in this whole pandemic is I, I like to, I like to shake people's hands and I like to, my wife says, Tim, you need to back up just a little bit sometimes today. You know, I, I, I'm social. I like to be in the presence of people when we have uh, substantial conversations about that. And so that's something that I've gotten better at to have an introduction and a parting greeting without a handshake and not making it awkward right. or anything like that. And so the, again, that's, that's an improvement for me in the, the pandemic timeframe is that I've gotten better at, you know, social distancing in business. Yeah. I know the old, like <laughs> the old elbow shit, like now I think it's just a point. I don't even know if that's polite probably, but I'm a hugger. So I feel your pain. It's been really challenging. It's like, like put a foot out. I'm super awkward. <laughs> I think. And of course we haven't seen that many people, but um, yeah, it's an, it's, that's a very interesting, interesting time. One of the things you mentioned, um, and I, I just want to also circle back to this is you talked about having coaches and, you know, you're also in communities of other CEOs. I feel like a lot of people are doing this on their own right now, especially because they, we can't get together. We can't gather the way we used to. We, we're not going to networking meetings. It's just different. Or if we are, you know, we have masks on or it's just, it's, we can't connect the same way. How important have other CEOs been to your CEO groups or, or that outside support during this time? Well, I can, uh, the, so I, my grain risk management business um, is a big part of what is growing in, in my portfolio. And one of the reasons I signed on with them was because of my lead partners and mm -hmm. their commitment to the branch office success. And they had a business model and throughout the this spring and you know, I called one of my lead partners anxious one morning about what, how's our plan going to change? What do we need to do in this current market environment? And he was just like super chill. He's mm -hmm. like, Tim, this program has worked 20 out of the past 20 years and then it'll work again this year. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You know, but just having that, um, that backdrop of, and, and again, I, I, I say a lot that if you, if you lie with snakes long enough, you're bound to get bit. Okay. And that's kind of a negative way to think about it. But I also think about if you, if you stand in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, a garden of roses, you can't help but appreciate the smell. Right. Right. And so that's the positive way to look at that same scenario that if you surround yourself with roses, you can't help but walk away smelling like a rose. And, and, and so it's about choosing where you want to be. And you want to be in the pit of snakes, you want to be in the bed of roses. And that's to me is and also a really important choice in this time frame. Like you said earlier, I choose to shut the news off today. I'm going to focus on my family and my work and not the outside forces that I have no control over and not let it impact my life today. Yeah. Beautiful. So good. So Let's talk about sales strategies in this mm -hmm. different time in a time when you love to be in person with people and it's, it's no. different. It's not as much, but during the pandemic, what are the top two sales strategies that you use that, and not even used, I mean, that sounds manipulative, but that worked for you to be able to connect with your top prospects and for them to make an educated choice. Well, and so 
that that part of it is is it starts with being intentional. Okay, that what is my defining what my process needs to look like basis on uh, this particular customer and this particular uh, geographic area and this particular need that they have, right? And putting together that in a process of execution. And then it starts even with, you know, some of the things we talked about in sales camp about who is your top 20 and focus in on them and be intentional about the people that you, and, uh, and businesses that you wish to pursue because you believe that you can provide value to their organizations, right? And so that's really where it starts, but then just um, uh, some, some down to nuts and bolts stuff. I did a letter campaign that um, went through and got, you know, 150 different addresses of people in my community that I know were in my top 20 space, right? Yeah. And I sent them a letter and said, hey, don't know if you've heard, this is what I'm doing. And I think I'd love to have a conversation with you about what kind of impact and value we can bring to your operation. And um, that, that, was, that was a good icebreaker for a number of people. Um, coupled that with a radio spot in my, again, in my local area, just to say, hey, we're here, this is what we do, right? And so when I do have the opportunity to catch up with somebody on the phone, we have that connection of, oh yeah, I heard about this on the radio. Or now, have I gotten a thousand phone calls from my radio ads and my letter campaign? No, but when I do get in front of those people, whether it's virtually or in person, they've already made a decision a little bit based on that letter and that advertising. It's like, well, I'll accept a meeting with him. I'd like to hear more about what he has to say. And so then we get, we've already kind of, we've made a step forward in the process that they've made a choice that, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I like enough what he's talking about that I will take a meeting with him. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. Cause, because we forget that we can go old school and it works. Like people think that calling is dead. <laughs> no one's answering their phones oh. or that no one's opening letters. And I, I feel like I get way less mail than I used to. So I know so much of that has stopped. So it's a great reminder when you can send a well-written professional letter it goes a long way. And like you're saying, Tim, it doesn't mean that they, you might not get calls immediately, but if you follow up with a calling campaign and a radio spot or other places where you're going to be visible, they're going to remember you. And that's that name recognition to enough. And what I love about what you're saying, Tim, as well, is that you were very segmented in your marketing. Like here's our top 20% in our community that we, and here's how we can get in front of them. And I think with marketing, we can make it so complex and so confusing and then it doesn't work. And what you're talking about is how can I be intentional with my top 20%? And, and it's so fun that you didn't even mention like Facebook ads or Google. I think people are so Facebooked and Google added out right now that when you can show up in a different way, so impactful. Well, and a couple of things I chose about my letter, okay? One is it was going to look like a professional letter. I, I made sure that each individual's name and address was accurate and on the letter. Okay. I chose heavyweight paper. Okay. Mm. So it, it, it felt good when it was in your hands. You could tell that it wasn't just, you know, <clears throat> it was a full, uh, our logo, our letterhead looked good. And then I signed every letter. I didn't stamp them. I took out a good blue pen. So, and, and I signed it because you can tell a signature versus a printed signature. So, 
that conveyed that I was willing, if I was willing to take the time, the message I wanted to convey was that if I'm willing to take the time to put together this letter in this way for you, imagine what I'll do when I'm working for you full time on your grain set, you know? And so that's the, that's the other part of that, that I didn't want it to be just get round filed right away because it was, right. you know, it looked like a, a piece of spam. So well, try to segregate that that way. Yeah. And I love professional letters when you handwrite them or you, you sign them yourself. And it's like, how can I stand out right now? How can I be different? How can I cut through the noise? And we underestimate the power of a, a, a letter. And a lot of people think it's, it's dead, but you got to know your audience and your audience, I'm sure really appreciated a professional letter on nice paper signed by you. All Thank right. You. Beautiful. Yeah. The other piece of it is just, um, being grateful for the opportunities and focusing on the good things that are happening. Uh, I tell you this past week, since I really put a lot of focus on this, uh, what we're going to talk about next from a business standpoint, I've had more than a million dollars of gross sale opportunity come in my door in the past five days. Yeah. Which will be a five figure commission for me on that. And that's just in, in, in less than seven days of really grabbing a hold of gratitude. So I want to stop you for a second. I want to really set this up and make sure every, you know, this is the whole, like, this is what we're really going to dig into today is Tim's going to talk about how to be the light and how to cultivate intentional gratitude to inspire others and build your business. And just how important gratitude is. You know, I had someone um, a few weeks ago, Gwen Leppard, also in our community, talked about the power of gratitude and, and how, how much more powerful a feeling of gratitude even is more powerful than joy or love. And just so many things, the gratitude is so strong. And so, Tim, you are an expert in building relationships, clearly. And so I want to hear, I want to hear some of the stories. I want to hear what's showing up and what, and how we can be the light in our communities and how it can help us grow our businesses. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, and I think it, it starts with focusing on what we can control really. And that we're looking forward and not so much behind and get out of the now and be back more of a long-term approach and defining our oper operational success and, and giving our plan an opportunity to work and recognize that our worth isn't necessarily just tied to our work and, and just helping people realize the good around them. And, and that starts with a training I went through a couple of years ago. It, it was called Life's Board of Directors. And the first step in this exercise is that you have an oval round on a piece of paper with your name at the top and you start writing down the names of people that have had a positive impact in your life, okay? And so you do that and we spend 10, 15 minutes doing that. And the next thing that we do is in this exercise is we write next to those people's names, a couple words or a short sentence about what was their impact in your life. Um, I talked about my wrestling coach. He was on my life's board of directors. Ken Rummel had a zing for life. Hubba hubba zing zing, boys. If you're looking at the grass from the right side, today's a great day, you know? And he really pushed you to be your best. And my dad about honesty in business and my mom and I had an uncle and a piece and a guy that I met in a restaurant for 30 minutes. And so I'll get more to that here in a minute. And so you write these, 
these few words in a sentence next to these people's names. And throughout this process, the trainer was like, who here wants to have a long lasting positive impact in the lives of other people? And everybody's got their hand in the air, right? Because that's something we all want to do. And he says, today, I will give you the keys on how you can, too can have a long lasting positive impact in the lives of other people. And then we go into the next part of the training. So he asked about, so how many people had a parent or an uncle or another family member? Was it a coach or a priest? And I had to say, how about somebody I met in a restaurant for 30 minutes? And everybody kind of in my group kind of looked at me and it's a story worth sharing because I'd had a tough week at work. I was traveling a lot and I stopped at an all night diner for breakfast. And it was like 5.30 in the morning and the guys behind me were having a conversation about how the popular country music at the time had a great Christian message and how, how cool they thought that was. And me being the shy person <laughs> that I am, I spun my stool around and I started having a conversation with him. And this gentleman named Lonnie, um, he publicly found, challenged my faith. He said, Tim, are you a Christian? And how I answered that question was poor, in my opinion. You know, I've, I've been on the stage in front of thousands of people. I had a theater scholarship to go to college. And I answered that question poorly, right? And so for the rest of that day, I made, I made a promise. I said, if anybody ever asked me that question again, I will answer it better thinking, well, in 35 years, nobody's ever asked me that question. So I might get asked again once in the next 35 years, right? Less than six weeks later, on a plane to Washington, D.C., and the stranger sitting next to me, we weren't in the air 10 minutes, asked me, Tim, are you a Christian? And I answered it better the second time, but just that, the impact that Lonnie's question and our conversation that morning in a cafe had in my life is just profound, okay? And so it doesn't have to be this long-term relationship that we can be. We can be that light. Holding the door for somebody in the grocery store, putting a smile on our face sometimes when we don't feel like it because we know it can have an impact on those around us, right? And it's, it, it, so that part of it is, so we've got our names, we've got the words beside them, people that are important to us. And he says, now I'm gonna give you the keys. I'm gonna give you the tools on how you can have a positive impact in the lives of the other people. Is everybody ready? Get your pins ready? This is the answer. Those words that you just wrote down, go do them. If you want to show honesty in business, be honesty and be honest, be truthful, be hardworking, encourage other people to be their best, like my wrestling coach, you know, have a zest for life, be grateful, you know, all those things that inspired you so much that you put them on your life's board of directors. Now go do those things, right? And this is the next part. And this is the part that really, so that's an intentional process of, of gratitude, right? We had to get in the moment. We had to think about all the good things in our lives to date and the people that helped us get there, right? Whether it's our Sunday school teacher, our wrestling coach, our parents, our uncle, whatever. And, and it's just, it's such a cool process is because again, you shut the noise out. You have a task in front of you and your task and this is the neat part. Your task is to think about all the good things in your life. 
and all the people that helped you get there, right? And so you can be having the worst week ever. And if you take the 30 minutes and just think about all the people that have impacted you and helped you get where you're at, it's, it's a cool process, okay? And this is the next part where we get to inspire others is that he said, so all these people that are around your board of directors, I have a challenge for you. Go tell them. Mm-hmm. Go tell them you're on that they are on your life's board of directors and why. And if and if they happen that they're no longer with us, reach out to their family or somebody you know that was important to them and tell them why they were on your life's board of directors. And I can tell you that it's been almost 18 months since I took that training, and I'm more than halfway round my life's board of directors. And it's, it's amazing. It is just now having that conversation with your dad or your mom sometimes can be like just letting them know and being intentional in your words, how much you appreciate what they've done for you. It's, it's a good day for them and it's even a better day for you. Right. And last summer I was at a, a sheep show with my, my kids, you know, we were showing our sheep and my high school wrestling coach walks in the door. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing here? And he says, well, I'm watching my grandkids show. And during the point of that uh, break in the show, I was able to share with my high school wrestling coach why he was on my life's board of directors. I mean, this is a, a Hall of Fame coach. If they have the Olympic next year, this guy is going to be a part of their team. Okay, so that gives you a level of his accomplishment within the sport. But I just... Uh, I tell my kids that I was a, I was a professional wrestler in high school. They're like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, I got paid to wrestle when I was in high school. Like, how's that possible, dad? It's like, well, I was on a youth wrestling trip in the sixth grade and Ken Rummel bought me a cheeseburger. And so I wrestled for him for the next six years for a buck. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the type of individual that he is. And the part of inspiring others is, and you talked about it earlier in my, when we were talking about my business is that write people a letter, write your folks a letter and again, put it on heavy paper. And if you really want to have the impact, read it to them. I had a program I'd went through, it was called letters from dad and it was started by a businessman in Dallas. And the, the gist of it is, is that the power of the written word is amazing, especially when you see your name, in somebody else's handwriting next to the words, I love you, or some other encouragement, it's amazing. His daughter had a, uh, an event at high school that required a change of clothes. And so he went and he got a sticky note because he was headed out the door for his day. He says, have a great day. I love you, dad. And he put that sticky note on her change of clothes, right? Nine years later, when he's moving her home from college, he goes into her closet and on her hanger is the sticky note that said, have a great day. I love yeah. you. And so that part of writing a letter, if we use good ink and good paper, it's nearly timeless. A week ago, a cousin of mine shared a letter that, that she had found from my sister who passed away 15 years ago from cancer. And it was a letter that my sister Rita had written to her cousin after they had spent a weekend together at a Teens Encounter Christ event. And it was so cool just to see Rita's handwriting, one, but two, 
it when she was 14 and how she wrote that letter and how she blessed her cousin with that letter, it was so important to her that she put it in her most sacred place inside her Bible. And when she pulled it out 20 years, it had 20 years later, it had just the same impact as it did the day that she first wrote it. Right. And so, whew, right. What a cool thing to be able to go out there and think about people that are important to us, make the effort, write them a note, write them a letter, put it in the mail. And the, it is just the amazing, the impact. I, my brother was uh, awarded a leadership award for the, in the one of five in the whole army. Right. And so I write him a letter about how proud I am of him and that accomplishment and proud to be called his brother. And, and I told him, I said, when you get this letter, give me a call. A week went by, two weeks went by and he didn't call me. So I called his wife and I said, Angie, did Dennis get my letter? And she's like, oh yeah, Dennis got your letter. And I'm like, all right, that's all I wanted to know. <laughs> you know? So that, that part of it is, and, and I'm happy to, and this is where my role in this comes in is I'm happy to help people figure out that process. You can sure reach out to me by email at be the light, matt 517 at gmail.com. And we'll get hooked up. I'll inspire, help you however I can. So to help you walk you through some of those steps that it's, it can be life-changing. I'll be yeah. frank, you know, just, and if you, and if you approach your business every day with that type of gratitude, just like I said before, and we've talked about it in some of our training stuff about how it just all comes together. I mean, that, that's the type of faith that I have that if I do this process right, I'm not doing it because I think I'm going to get another 10 customers. I'm doing it because I think I can help 10 people have a better day. Yeah. And Tim, I want to tie it back to what you said earlier. I mean, it's not, you're right. It's not why we do it. The gratitude but gratitude draws so much into us. It's like we, it's like the synchronicity, like we give and it, we, you know, it comes back. It's this, and it comes back in different ways, which is what I, I think you're talking about. But I think I heard you say earlier that indirectly or in some way, this has led to an extra half a million dollars in business or what, what were you saying so, about that? So I had an epiphany about a week ago to my life's board of directors training and my letters from dad training we're separated by 15 years in my life. Okay. But both have had a huge impact on me and where I'm at today. And I was like, let's put this together. Let's share what this can be. What a better way to end 2020 than go out in a big grasp of gratitude for those around us. And let's share this message. And in the past five days, I've had, you know, one was a, 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 a prospect from a client I did a project for 10 years ago had a building go down and he said, Kent told me to give you a call. That was a $200,000 project. Had uh, a guy that I reached out to a week ago because his original email got caught up in a spam filter. And I said, Hey, I just reached out and said, Hey, I'm sorry, this is late, but he calls me back. Says, yeah, well, I'm interested in a quarter million dollar project. And had a customer that I started at a, about a $200,000 project. He says, dad and I were talking and we think it needs to go to a $400,000 project. And so that's all that's just happened in the past week. And we can call it coincidence. We can call it other things, 
But in my mind, I know exactly why it was because I chose to be intentional about sharing the message of how we can inspire others with something as simple as a letter. I love it. Oh my gosh, this was so good, Tim. And thank you for being the light on our show and for so many people around the world. We have listeners in almost a hundred countries now. So people are going to hear this message and I know it's going to touch them. And, and for everyone, I want to encourage you to follow this, this great um, say the sequence of steps that you can take to build your board of directors and to write down what they mean to you. And then to actually either write them a letter or call or both, which would be incredible. And Tim, I was, I, you know, I'd look away a few times. This was a, definitely a, an emotional show, a beautiful show, because we can all, whenever we think about those people we care about, we bring up emotion, but do we tell them? And what would happen if you practice this level of gratitude between now and the end of 2020? As Tim said, you know, you might just have an even better year than you could ever have imagined. And it's not the why to do it, but it's certainly um, gratitude is just going to make your life better. So, and we'll have it in the show notes in terms of how you can connect with Tim. And um, I just want to make sure. So Tim, give us that email address one more time to make sure I have it. Be the light. This is all lowercase. Be the light, Matt, 517. It's rooted in a Christian scripture at gmail.com. Matt, be the light, 517 at gmail.com. Be the light, Matt, 517 at gmail. Correct. Got it. Okay. We'll make sure that's in the show notes for anyone who wants to, to reach out and connect with Tim. Tim, thank you for being here. Have a blessed rest of your 2020 and we wish you an incredible 2021. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody. Thanks for being here. And we wish the same for you. May your, the rest of your 2020 be, be filled with gratitude and may 2021 be your best year yet. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.